Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Summer Movie Club. I am your host, who is a stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder, and I'm Adam. Uh, I forgot to actually have to say my name after giving the silly intro that I came up with. Um, And that person you just heard cough is my co-host, and every time I tell him I love him, he tells me he knows. Zach, how are you? Uh, good. You know why I'm good, Adam? Why, Zach? Why are you good? Because I know you love me. Yeah. Because you know it. Um, I know it. If you couldn't tell from our intros or from reading the episode title, um, we are going to be covering Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, uh, released in 19... 19- um, after the Rebels are overpowered by the Empire, Luke Skywalker begins Jedi training with Yoda while his friends are pursued across the galaxy by Darth Vader and bounty hunter Boba Fett. Um, As I said, the movie was uh, released in 1980, uh, directed by Irvin Kirshner, which my last note that I took on the movie is that Irvin Kirshner is a fun name to say. Uh, I've seen funner, funner names. I've seen funner names. Um, let me just scroll down to all of his directorial credits. Um, I feel like I, um, I feel like I'm not going to know a lot. You can't. Um, <coughs> yeah, I don't think he's very. I mean, watch you'll you'll look it up, and he's like a six time his movies he's directed have won like six Best Picture Oscars, but I don't particularly. I can't another Irving Kirshner. Uh, uh, movie do- doesn't jump to mind immediately. Uh, I mean, RoboCop two. Okay, that's like uh, like the literally the only two things that I recognize that he's directed is Empire Strikes Back and RoboCop two. Um, he's di- his his earliest credit is a short called Malaria from nineteen fifty. Um, and his most recent credit, um is a t- episode of a TV series called Sequest 2032. Um, and that was from 1993. In 2011, he does have a credit, but it's deleted scenes from Empire Strikes Back. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But you know what's interesting about Irvin Kirshner? What is interesting, about aside from his, his name? Uh, Irvin Kirshner was born April 29th, 1923 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So that's boy. fun. That's good. Yeah, local local boy from Philly directs. That was the headline in, in the uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer. In the, local in the, local boy directs second Star Wars movie in the spinning Philadelphia choir as it came from the background into the foreground. Yeah. <laughs> um, movie was movie has uh, screenplay two screenplay credits: Lee Brackett and Lawrence Kasdan. Uh, Lee Brackett is a lady. Oh, la la. Ooh, um, she. Let's see. I'm sorry that I'm uh scrolling a little bit slow. I lost the um the mouse that I normally use. So I'm, I hate um, I hate the my Chromebooks uh touchpad. Um, again, a lot of stuff that I don't recognize. Um, the he did. Two episodes of the Alfred Hitchcock Hour. Um, 
an episode of the Rockford Files, wrote Empire Strikes um, Back, and then has credits. I, I think for... that show. I think that show prefers to go by the Dwayne Johnson file. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson first. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson first. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson first. Um. So. Oh, they... Adam. They... Oh wait, wait. Oh. Uh. Uh. How does How does Uh. The Rock pee? How does The Rock pee? I don't know how. He dreams as Johnson. Yeah, I heard that the other day. Fuck. The second you started, I was like, oh, I heard this. Um. They have obviously. Um. Bracket has a writing credit for Empire Strikes Back. So then they have a bunch of credits for a bunch of shit that's Star Wars related. Lego Star Wars games, games in general, things involving um, just, just games. Just games. A lot of shit. Um, Lawrence Kasdan, which sounds like a Star Wars character, um, has writing credits. Let's see if I can scroll down. Um, again, I apologize for that. Uh, their first writing credit actually was the screenplay for Empire Strikes Back, which is kind of rad. Um, did the screenplay for Writers of the Lost Ark. Um, did the screenplay for Return of the Jedi. Wrote The Big Chill. Um, screenplay. Oh, that's, that's a, a The Big Chill is a movie I watched when I was like a very young teenager, like like twelve, thirteen. Mm-hmm. And I've only seen it once, and I felt like it felt like a, a like I was watching a grown-up movie. Yeah, and I don't think it's like looking back on it. I think I liked it more than it probably deserves. Like I don't think it's a, I don't, I don't think it was probably very good. Mm. But I think like it was like oh, I watched a big boy movie. Yeah. Um. Glenn apparently, Close cries naked in a shower. Don't we all? He's got a he's got a writing credit for the bodyguard. Um. I, again, like because he wrote one of the Star Wars movies, he's got a bunch of like uh, Star Wars and, and Indiana Jones. He's got a bunch of video game adaptation based on screenplay credits and bullshit like that. Um, he wrote The Force Awakens, and also has a writing credit on Solo. Um. So yeah. Uh, and then, of course, um, you can't mention uh, writing of the Star Wars movies. There's a story by credit for George Lucas. And if you know anything about George Lucas, he directed Our Childhood with Steven Spielberg. Um, he... I watched the whole documentary that would suppose that maybe... Um, well, I guess that, that wasn't the point of the documentary. The point of the documentary is that we need to leave that man alone. But the, um, the uh, concept of the documentary was built around the idea that George Lucas raped our childhoods. Oh, okay. By, uh, by introducing Jar, by introducing Jar Jar Binks. Um, a mix of that and what he's done to the original trilogy, like updating them. Yeah. Which we'll have to talk about because I had forgotten about the entire concept of that until I started watching. Yeah. There's like six versions Um, of the original trilogy. (laughs) Um, let's see. He's got. He's just got a bunch of. I mean, American Graffiti. I mean, it, all the Star fact, Wars. I, I, all of the. All of the Indiana Jones. I would say you and I, unless you, unless I mean, I'm, I'm not, he's speaking out of school, but I know for me personally, Willow. we're of a generation that has probably never seen the original theatrical cuts of the. The. Uh, of Star Wars, the original trilogy. 
Yeah, I have. I haven't. I've seen the original. It's very I've, hard to find. It, it is very hard to find, but I found them. I found. You know what? I may not have seen all of them. I know for a fact I've seen the original cut of the first one. I know. I know. I've seen a, the original cut of A New Hope. I may not have seen the original cut of Empire and Jedi, but I've definitely seen the original cut of New Hope. Um, like I think, I think for like a certain, uh, like as for a certain point, like you needed, um. You need to have like the laser discs to be able to see. Yeah, I heard an interesting theory about part of why that is. Um, sorry, I'm taking a couple bites of some leftover lunch soup from the children. Um, um continue because I have an interesting writing credit for. Uh, I have an interesting credit for George Lucas. Continue. Uh, the original trilogy was edited by his then wife. Uh-huh. Who left him for the guy who did the stained glass windows for their home? Oh, um, and by re-editing the trilogies himself and releasing them as special editions, he's effectively removed her credit from. So the she, films. so she's not owed anything. She's no longer. Um. She does not get any residuals or any credit from any of the special releases. So if he does not release or make available the, the original, original he, he doesn't have to pay her money. She, or, uh, just in, like I mean, it's not even. Um, yeah, it's like she doesn't. It's, it's yeah, she doesn't get any. She doesn't get any money. She doesn't get any credits. It's almost like I don't know why, but it reminds me of that line from. Uh, it reminds me of that line from the Social Network. Where it's like, it's going to be like, I'm not a part of Facebook. And he's like, you're not a part of Facebook. <laughs> um, I, I actually, I got uh, very deep, I, like, recently into it. Because uh, have I spoken about the podcast Blank Check on, on this podcast? Yeah. Um, uh, if, if, for those who do not remember me talking about them, because I don't remember talking about them, um, or are unfamiliar with the podcast, they originally, the original conceit of the podcast was it started as um, they were just going to do a podcast about episode one. Just every week was about a different aspect. Um, like like and, the Phantom Menace episode one? Yes. Okay. Um, and the debate was what is... Like the... the, the, the what do you call it? The uh, thesis mm-hmm. statement or thesis question of the podcast is what is um, episode one about? But like the the the, the bit that they did, because after ten episodes they realized it was not a um, sustainable yeah. concept. So then they started doing the second one. But the the, the running gag they did was that they um, pretended that they were unaware of any of the other movies. Oh like, yeah, for, you know like what? I, spe- I specifically remember you talking about that. Like saying that they they were basically covering the first one as like episode one as if none of the others existed. Yeah, at the end of the every every time they were about to go into the next movie, they would pretend like like they'd be like, "Oh, let me just Google real quick, make sure not we're not." And they were like, "Wait a second, guys, they made another one." <laughs> um, but they ended up covering the first three, the prequels, and then did episodes about the original trilogy. So like, I like, and but like, and then released. Um, um, what's it called? Release like super cuts of like yeah. the first, like the 
So, like, there was a stretch of time where I was listening to, like, very, uh, a lot of uh, Star Wars uh, minutia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And that story about him uh, cutting out his ex-wife from the editing residuals was a part of... uh, It's kind of fucking funny. Um, I hope that one day I do something as prolific as Star Wars that I then... Like my ex, my um, current, my like, I can then cut out one of my exes from. Um, hello, Adam. Uh, we, you know what we'll have to do? What? We'll have to go back, uh, and overdub my voice into the Ninja Turtles and Scream episodes that Katie gets cut out. Well, uh, I mean, a little, 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 little bit of inside baseball. Um, I've been uh, you, a friend, friend of the podcast, Katie. You know, she's been on um, the uh, Isaac just mentioned she was a part of this episode, the Scream episode. She was part of the uh, Ninja Turtles episode. She's been in the background on a bunch of episodes because I recorded a bunch at her apartment. Um, her and I had a an argument that led to us breaking up. Um, but oh, don't get me wrong. You don't have to break up with her. I think we should just do this. Oh, okay. I would say, cause I would say we, me, her and I have since patched things up and are currently. No, no, it has nothing to do with you uh, not being together. Oh, okay. We just together. It's more of just like, okay. I thought that's what I thought you were getting at. We're just going to cut her out of it regardless. Just going to cut her out of it. Just for the sake of it. Just, just, just for the hell. I, I like it. She'll probably be on board. Um, scrolling through George Lucas's credits, a weird credit that he has is, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. Oh, because Darth Maul's in it. No. Well, Tony, actually, now that I think about it, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 should be on here as well. Because in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, you can play as Darth Maul. But in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4, you can play as Django Fett. Oh. Um, not um, Boba? Not Boba. Django. Because it, right it was right around when Clone Wars came out. Oh, okay. Um... Let me see. Was he uh, a little inside yeah, he baseball? A little inside baseball on my end. I'm going to be eating lunch while we record. Nice. Um, yeah, a lot of it's a it's a lot of um, a lot of George Lucas's credits are Indiana Jones, Star Wars, um, things of that nature. Um, he probably gets he probably gets credit for. Um, he probably By the gets- way, just, just go back real quick. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't even... The, the, the documentary I mentioned... Hold on a second. Benjamin! Benjamin! Um, in case, for people that are curious, the documentary that I mentioned earlier, I never said the title, about George Lucas, called The People versus George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good doc- Very interesting uh, documentary. About, again, about... Um, like uh, maybe, maybe at the heart of it is is who owns a piece of art once it's released to the people? Is it the people or the creator? Yeah. Um, but a very good, uh, very good documentary. If you could, uh, if you wanted to search that out. Um, I was just scrolling while scrolling through George Lucas's credits. I I just realized that us releasing a Star Wars episode this week is actually very fitting because today, as of we are recording, is February twenty eighth. And March first is the premiere of Mandalorian season three. Oh shit! Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow is. Um, I, didn't, is the, I, didn't, I didn't realize. I didn't realize it was the twenty eighth. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, so tomorrow is the release of the, the, the premiere of season three of The Mandalorian, um, which means mm-hmm. for at least two weeks, Zach and I will solely be talking about uh, dramas where Pedro Pascal escorts a magical child somewhere. Mm-hmm. Is it, it was you that sent me that, right? That I was like, every single TV series right. is just going to become... Yeah, uh, scientists... Scientists uh, estimate that by 2052 or something like that, like all television shows will be bad. Pedro Pascal, yeah, uh, shepherding magical children. And then uh, what's it? What's the name? What's the name of the guy who plays Gus? John Carlo Esposito. John Carlo. Yeah, yeah he's John Carlo Esposito is just going to be the bad guy and everything because he plays it so fucking well. Um, friend of the podcast, John Carlo Esposito. Zach, what movie was John Carlo Esposito in that we covered? Do the right thing. Exactly. Um, oh, was that the right answer? I was, I was imploring you to, to act correctly and just tell me. Yeah. I, I just left into the answer there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so getting into the movie, um, is there no – matter, no matter what is going on, I don't know about you, but there is something – there is something in – the the combination of the sound of John Williams score and the opening crawl that just like it gives me it gives me like tingles every time no matter like doesn't matter which fucking Star Wars I'm watching um, mm-hmm. like any anytime you get that big like crescendo of John Williams score with that opening crawl it, it just it fucking gets me every time like it's just like you're like like it's almost like I could put on a Star Wars movie and be like, all right, I'll, I'll you know I'll watch I'll watch Revenge of the Sith, and then it's like that that crawl happens and John Williams starts playing and I'm like, fuck it, I'm in, I'm in, I'm like, I'll, I'm I'm all for emo Anakin right now. Um, I like the concept that you put it on and you're not into it, like you're just. No, like, you know, like you'll just put something on as like background noise. Mm. Um, like, for instance, last night when go- while going to sleep, I just put on I put Goon on as background noise just because it was the first thing that um, the first thing that see that popped up, you know, that I recognized on um, on Amazon. Um, so it, it's like I'll put I might, I might put a Star Wars on as background noise. But the second there's that fucking that that music hits, I'm like I'm in. It's like I'm gonna be I'm watching Star Wars now. Um, mm-hmm. So the I can't remember if I, th- I think it's in the opening crawl, um, but they make note that the rebels blew up the Death Star, but they're still doing shitty. How does that work? How Ooh, do you, the rebels? The rebels, yeah. How do you blow up the big flagship of the fucking bad guys, and yet you're well, still not- on the fucking ropes? Well, I mean, it's not like they were. No, it's I, I'm fine with it. It's not like the like the Death Star. It just it hurt the the, the Empire, but the Empire was chugging along just fine before the Death Star. Yeah, but then you gotta then you think like they gotta fucking they gotta start rebuilding this fucking thing. Like, dude, the the Empire might be the most well funded organization in the galaxy, mm-hmm. like ever. Um. Like fuck Amazon and you know Elon Musk, like the the Empire has got some fucking cash behind it, dude. The fact that they can like just lose this massive fucking ship 
and then still be winning the fight while also rebuilding the massive ship is fucking insane. Um, yeah, and I have questions about... I mean, we can get into, like... I have a feeling we're going to get into a little bit um, kind of overarching talk of the original trilogy. Mm. Um, I'm kind of confused about the timeline. How long do you think it takes to build a, a Death Star? A while. Because in between t- this and Return of the Jedi, they get about three quarters of the way. Yeah. Well, and- here's, here's the real question is we need to know we need to know the dates between the we need we need to so so they refer to Star Wars dates are listed as like basically if I'm not mistaken from when the first Death Star blew up it's like their BC is before that this the the Death Star blowing up and, and their AD is after the Death Star blew up. Mm-hmm. So what we need to know is what year it is, what year Jedi takes place after the Battle of Yavin, which is when the when they blew up the Death Star. That's that's what their actual that's what their their um their years are referred to as. Like BBY is before mm-hmm. the Battle of Yavin, and a I think ABY is after the Battle of Yavin. Um, but like. That's what I'm. That's what I'm curious of is when the events of Jedi take place, because that'll give us exactly a, a a pretty good idea of how long it took, of how long it takes to build a Death Star. Uh, well, here I'm, I'm looking up the timeline of canon media on Wikipedia. Wikipedia again, my favorite of yeah. all Wikipedias of all the uh, uh, fan uh, wikis. Yeah. Um, while you're while you're looking that up, we're we're introduced to um, we're introduced in the beginning of uh, Empire to the Tauntauns. Have you ever heard Bill Hader do his impression of a Tauntaun on like one of the late shows? I, I think I have. I can I can picture him doing it's, it. It's pretty it's pretty fucking funny because he even does the Tauntaun dying, which is pretty funny, and he actually like falls on the floor. Um, you got an answer? Okay, I'm getting close. I'm at 32 BBY. Um, so I'm getting close. Okay, so for those um, for those that are interested, Phantom Menace takes place 32 BBY. Okay. Uh, uh, just as I'm scrolling through. Because um, I had a question about how old Luke is supposed to be in this, because I keep calling him boy. Um, so this will answer that question as well. Um, okay, Attack of the Clones is 22 BBY. So what was that? Uh, 10 years later? Yeah. Um, this is good radio. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I was going to say, there's. it should tell you like when Luke was born, but then I forgot Luke is born at the end of Revenge of the Sith. It'll, yeah, it'll, it'll take place at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Uh, which I'm still scrolling and looking for. There's people like, like there's people listening to this right now, probably that are like fucking idiots and like has all the days dates like yeah, like there's there's people who probably have this timeline like memorized like like Rain Man. Um, See, here's the this is all canon media and it's like episode like split by individual episodes of 
Oh, like the um, se- the TV series, Clone Wars. Oh um, Jesus! So, so Revenge of Sith takes place in 19 BBY, which would then place. So that means Luke is Star Wars. Luke is 19, 19 and in in A New Hope. Yeah. Right now, I'm scrolling quicker now, quicker, quickly, quickly. Uh, uh. So uh, yes, so uh, New Hope takes place on. It's listed as both zero BBY and zero ABY. Okay. Um, Empire takes place. God damn, again, more more books and bullshit. Yeah. There's too much Star Wars stuff. There is a lot of Star Wars stuff. This is all taking place during the zero BBY is a big uh, canon. Like I'm still I'm still scrolling and it's just zero. Oh, wow. Um, all right, I'm past zero now, at least. <laughs> We're at one BBY. Um, while you're still... So you have, yeah, yeah, I say, while you're, while you're scrolling, I'll, I'll talk about more um, more things about... Oh, uh, uh, I found Empire Strike Back takes place in three ABY, putting um, Luke's age at 22. Okay. So continue with what you're saying. I find. Uh, um, speaking of Luke, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, real life events affected the shooting of um, real life events affected the, the shooting of Empire. Um, because uh, in real life, I believe Mark Hamill was in like a bad car accident, which left him yeah, with some facial scars. Which is why they have him attacked by the Wampa in the beginning of this movie. He just movie. gets beat up in this movie. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's a. I, I thought that was kind of interesting that they. Uh, it was almost like, um, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they do the same thing? Um, like that's why. Uh, that's why Brad Pitt, like they wrote Brad Pitt's character, like being cat put in the cast in Seven because he actually like broke his arm in real life. He broke his in that in the scene where his hand goes through the. the oh, that's what it was. He, he 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 where the window of the car. That yeah, he really broke. He really. Yeah, he fucked his hand up. So they. I they, have an answer here. We got an answer. Yeah, uh, Return of the Jedi takes place in four ABY, so it takes a year to build a Death Star. Or, I mean, theoretically, they could have been working on it. Because it's not like the first one everyone knew about it because they like it just showed up and everyone's like, uh, look at that moon. Yeah. Or small planet. What do they, they call it? They say they something, call it moon? something like that, yeah. So they could have been working on it for four years. Well, I can't see. It's been a while. So you just you just recently... you So I watched and took my notes on Empire back in December. It's currently March. Um, mm. Zach, you watched Empire presumably today or yesterday. I started yesterday. I finished it this morning. Do we see a Death Star in Empire? No. no. All right. So, re- the- so realistically, it could have take it could have taken it could take about four years to build a Death Star. More because they're again they're they're only about three. Oh, that's what you said. Well, actually, yeah, more than four years. So about. So if you're let's call it five years. Yeah, so they're like three quarters of the way done if in Which it, considering it, considering the size and scope of the project. 
And I'm also going to say, I'm also going to operate under the assumption that, you know, they didn't blow up the first Death Star and then, like, the next day they started building it again. Like, I'm sure they had to regroup. So I'm going to say it takes about four years. I'm going to say it was about a year, a year after the initial Death Star blowing up, they started rebuilding the second one. So we're about three quarters of the way through at four uh, ABY in Return of the Jedi. So I'm going to say it takes about four years. I can subscribe to that. Um, Princess Leia is dressed throughout the course of the front beginning of this movie as a basic white woman in winter. Um, There's a, there's a a meme that I like where it says, uh, like, it's like, right. They always see it like right around, like, um, like right around the end of September, beginning of October. Um, where it says a uh, Han Solo season is starting and you see like a bunch of girls at like a pumpkin patch and they're all wearing like riding boots and like jeans and like a fucking like button down shirt with like a vest over top of it. Like very like Han Solo looking fucking outfit. Um, Let me ask you a question. Is yes. she in charge? Is Princess Leia in charge? Yes. Because she's a princess? Uh, I think so. Um because I mean, when when we get to the <laughs> when we get to the most recent trilogy, when we get to the the Force Awakens, the um, the Last Jedi, and the Rise of Skywalker, she's no longer referred to as princess. She's referred to as general. Right. Um, by the way, later on in the movie, I did um, appreciate the respect given by Darth Vader to refer to Han Solo as Captain Solo. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, pay, I didn't notice. Yeah, he calls him Captain Solo a couple times. I was like, you didn't have to do that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think I think they literally just kind of put her in. Ch- well, I mean, like, she's also just. I think she's not only is she a princess, but she's also kind of like. She's kind of been a, 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 a like a. She's one of the leaders of the resistance. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, like not only was she a princess. But she also started this whole rebellion, kind of. Like, she was one of the, like, I, I've always thought of her as one of, like, the founding fathers, if you will, of the rebellion. So, of course, you know, like, you're going to take the person who started the rebellion and refer to them as the highest military rank you can. So, general. Um, I'm just more concerned about her. Um, like, she kind of just says, um, you know, Doing like uh, military tactician shit, and I don't know uh, what experience she would have. Yeah. Hey, Adam, you want to guess how uh, what year uh, Force Awakens takes place? What year? We'll take a guess. Now remember, what do we land on? It's four ABY. Is four, the events of Return of the Jedi? Uh, I'm going to say fourteen. Thirty-four. It's been thirty years. Thirty years. So it takes thirty years to build a Star Killer base. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, and by the way, also as I'm scrolling through, the man, the events of at least the first season of the Mandalorian take place in nine ABY. Yes, I know the first season of the Mandalorian takes place in between Jedi and Force Awakens, but much closer to Jedi. Yeah. Obviously, because uh, of the uh, spoiler alert appearance of. Young Lucas uh, Skywalker. Yeah. Younger Lucas Skywalker. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start I, referring to him as Lucas. Is Lucas Skywalker? 
Um, I like the. Uh, I like when like Han is looking. He's like, he's he, he's like he's like Luke hasn't come back yet. Luke hasn't come back yet. So he goes to go out to look for him, and the guy's like, "You'll die out there." And he's like, "Well, fuck it, dude. I'll see you in hell. My buddy's out there." Like, it's very much like the level of friendship that's displayed in the town when uh, Ben Affleck's like, "He's like, I need your help." He's like, "You can't ask me about it. I can't tell you what we're doing." He's like, "But we're gonna hurt people." And Jeremy Renner just responds with, "Whose car are we taking?" Like, that's the level of friendship that Han Solo is displaying right here, going out into fucking a, the Hoth Tundra to find Luke. It makes more sense now knowing that there's three years of building friendship between... But it's the same problem um, that comes up in the prequels, where, I mean, it's easier to buy here because there's not um, as much stake, I guess, mm-hmm. in the friendship. As there is between Obi Wan and Anakin, yeah, but like, like basically, we're supposed to read a camaraderie in the prequels between the two, and based completely and solely off of just them telling each other stories in an elevator, yeah. Um, where like, like because and the thing that the, the original did better was that you there that sense of camaraderie starts to build a. A little bit in the first in, in New Hope, mm-hmm. so like because but like the problem you know in between Phantom Menace and, and um, Attack of the Clones, like Anakin's a completely different actor, a different person. He's not yeah. like yeah, Anakin like Anakin ages like ten years mm-hmm. in between the two. Um, of them. But anyway, yeah. Um, something I wanted to note um, when my oldest son. When my oldest son, we were potty training my oldest son, we used to bribe him to go to the bathroom. So what we would do is every time he would go to the bathroom, he would get a sticker. And then when he got so many stickers, he would, I think it was like when he got like 10 or 20 stickers, he could get a, like a toy. Um, So my son became very obsessed with creatures of all sorts. Um, and Star Wars is just a fountain of uh, creatures, which we'll talk about later in the episode. Um, I but they refer to it as a, a creature fountain. Yeah, one of the um, so one of the things that he got. Thanks for going along on that one. Yeah, um, when we, the he has a a small stuffed animal. He got a small stuffed animal Godzilla, and then I introduced him to Star Wars stuff. So then he also got a stuffed animal, um, a stuffed animal Tauntaun, a stuffed animal Wampa, and a stuffed animal Rancor. And the Wampa is really cool because the Wampa's one arm is Velcroed to its body. So you can rip the one arm off like Luke cuts the Wampa's arm off. And I was like, that's a really fucking clever touch for like, it's, it's, it's like parents are going to buy like parents who love Star Wars. I think Zach actually just lost me. He just texted me and said that. So I am going to end this and I will start a conversation back up with him. Give us one second, guys. Sorry about that. Sorry for the interruption, but let's have a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, sorry, guys. I don't know what happened there, but we lost Zach and I got him back. Um, the last thing he heard me say was talking about what the Wampa's arm um, did. Um, but as you can guess, the, the stuffed animal Wampa's arm uh, Velcroed off 
Um, but I thought it was really clever because there, there's going to be like people like me, for instance, I love Star Wars. My son doesn't know Star Wars, so I'm going to buy him the Star Wars toy. And it's a nice little clever nod to the parent who's most likely buying it for the child that it does this. Um, but, um, but yeah. Uh, R2-D2. R2 has been... Oh, I like the line... Um, oh, wait, wait. I forgot to... One of my, my points since before we move past the opening crawl. Um, well, too far past the opening crawl. How, uh, how long ago and far away do you think this is? A long, long time ago? Well, I know it's a long, long time ago, but no. we talking like, like 1976. No, 1980 to be precise. Yeah, what if it's like, um, wait, wait what was the, uh, like, I forget what they they do a, a joke on, on blank check where like, or like it had to be, like they were like. It was like you said it was a long, long time ago. Like, oh, it should have been that long. Like, maybe like 30 years. I mean, George Lucas had to be there. Like, how else would he have known how to, what to write? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty rad. They they do it better than uh, yeah. I just did. Um, I, lo- I love... Uh, I love... Uh, there's a part where, like, R2D... Uh, C-3PO is interpreting R2-D2 saying basically, like, what the odds of Luke and Han surviving are. And um, R- <laughs> C-3PO just goes... R2 has been known to make mistakes and then starts to walk away and then stops and turns back and goes from time to time. But <laughs> I don't know why, but it just struck uh, me. It strikes me as is, funny. I feel like uh, this, uh, this movie is a uh, C3PO's coming out party. Yeah. Um, he's uh, he's I have uh, a, he, he gets to shine a bit in this. Yeah. I have a, a note that just says Luke almost died like that girl from Yellow Jackets, which is coming back soon, by the way. Mm-hmm. Which I'm excited about. Um, why do Tauntauns... Let me raise... In... What? There's a question? I was, about to, I was about to raise one of my first questions that kind of relates to the Star Wars universe in general, not necessarily this, yeah. this movie. Um, why are all Star Wars planets one thing? Because it's easier. Yeah, I guess, but like, even as we got into um, the prequels, when like, yeah, the technology like, that was there, like they go to they go to Coruscant and the entire planet is a city, and like, oh man, th- they go to not, to not to keep bringing up, not to keep bringing up blank check, but there's a like a hilarious breakdown of what it means for an entire planet to be a city. Yeah, it's insane. Like in, uh, and when they, they're like, they're like, at what point? Like, are you uptown and what point? Like, how far around the planet do you got to go <laughs> to get downtown? Yeah, it's it's, it's the, the, the idea. Like, it sounds cool when you say it. Like, oh, yeah, the whole planet's a city. But in reality, that's a fucking nightmare. There's a reason why the whole planet isn't a city. is because it's too big to fucking govern. Um, but, uh, but, I mean, and, and, like, and then, like, we have the... Um, the like we we have the planet where the they're building they're 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 making the clones and it's just a giant it's a it's just a hellish landscape of ocean rainstorms and and then we have the lava planet from episode three um even in episode two there's another planet like the planet where they go to with the big fight scene at the end like that's all a fucking 
it's like a weird it's like it's like it's weirdly just like Arizona. Like <laughs> uh, yeah, Tatooine's just a big ball of sand. Yeah, Tatooine's just a sand planet like and speaking of, uh, I mean, how, uh... Naboo, Nab, Naboo kind of, and like when we see Naboo in episode one, Naboo seems like it's the closest like correlation to like Earth, where there might be like different climate zones and shit. I don't think so. You know why? You know why? Because when the they land on the Naboo, mm-hmm. um, when when the the Trade Federation lands and Obi Wan and uh, Qui-Gon are uh, stowed away. Uh, they land on the complete opposite side of the the planet as like like Naboo pal- like palace the, and, yeah, or, like, the city. Yeah, they land on the, and it's 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 just a wooded area like it's outside of the city walls. And you know they land on the outside other side of the of the planet because to travel to the city they have to travel they have to through, go through the core of the, the planet the core. The planet core. <laughs> oh, that movie is so problematic. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because like, until you said that, I never really thought of it like that. I've always assumed like Naboo, like Naboo might have but, like, Adam, Adam, the, Adam, Nabu. Is the Nabu. The Naboo. The Naboo. Seems like it would be the closest. Put the, put the proper respect on your voice. The closest proximity to, to Earth. But, um. Uh, one of what what one of the things I was gonna um, list for my top five, what I was gonna uh, <laughs> propose for the top five would be um, Star Wars, uh, like top five Star Wars ships, um, mm. and the snow speeder would be right up at the top because the snow speeders are fucking rad, dude. Like I wish I could fucking travel by snow speeder. Um, the I forget who calls them a laser brain, but somebody calls somebody a laser brain. That's a solid insult. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the we get the shot of um, uh, Zach. Fun fact: Do you know what the name of Darth Vader's ship is? Uh, I do not. It's called the Executor, which, which is a badass name for that ship. Like it's just a it's a, it's an it's an imposing looking ship. So the Executor, I think, is a, is a cool name for it. What's not cool is that uh, Vader has a Pokeball for some reason. Yeah, he's just in a ball for the first like half of the movie. Yeah. What is cool though is that he can sh- he can choke people via Skype calls. I I I was I have a note about the logistics of of, of force uh, choking. choking. Um, do you need to have visual of the person as long as it doesn't matter if it's via video? I or... guess. Or can he just imagine force choking somebody anywhere in the? In which case, why does he just force choke Luke? Yeah, because then there's no movie. Um, but yeah, I would imagine you have to like that's the vibe I always got that you have to have some. You gotta sort see of, the neck. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be able to see the neck. Otherwise, you could just be blindly groping at them, and that's that's a lawsuit. Um, yeah, you don't want to force grope anybody. Yeah. Uh, I or used maybe to. Maybe you do. I don't know. Yeah. You should them. I used to have a, a Hoth playset. Um, I remember when I was younger, I used to have some Star Wars figures. Um, and I had a couple ships. I had an A-Wing. But it was funny because I had an A-Wing and it came with Han Solo. At least in the movies. It may, he may fly one in one of the books, but a, Han Solo, to my knowledge, does not fly an A-Wing. Um, he just flies the one ship. Yeah, he just flies the one ship. <laughs> He's um, a fan of the one ship. He's yeah. really into the one ship. Yeah, he's really into that one guy. 
Um, By the way, I, speaking of the one, speaking of the Millennium Falcon, it wasn't until this movie that I really kind of, because you see a in the special editions, of it, it seems like it's a special edition uh, edition. Um, you can see an outside view of the ship and see into the cockpit. Mm-hmm. And the cockpit is all the way off to the one side of the ship. Yes. And I never really thought about it. I guess I kind of thought maybe, because you know, if you think about the Millennium Falcon, you know how it's kind of like forked in the front? Do you know, do, do you want me to get, do you want me to get really nerdy on you and explain to you why the cockpit is on the side of the Millennium Falcon and not the front? Go ahead. Because the Millennium Falcon was originally used as like a freight like liner, basically. Like it basically just transported freight. So mm-hmm. where the fork is on the front is where the ship would dock to unload its freight. So you had to have the cockpit off center so the person flying the, the flying the ship could see where they're docking the ship properly. That's why the that's why the cockpit is off center. Gotcha. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll throw in a bunch of uh, I'll throw in a bunch more random factoids. Oh, oh good. Can't wait. Um, here's an interesting factoid. Um, probably one of the more badass things that we got from Empire Strikes Back was the ATATs. Um, mm-hmm. I was, actually, to, I, was I, had, I thought to ask how, how I, you refer to them. I refer to it by the by the letters ATAT. I don't say at at. Not that. Yeah. At, at. Um, which sounds like. It Which sounds like Mars Attacks. It sounds like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. That's exactly what I was about to say. Um, the, um, there's a Lego set that came out not that long ago of an AT-AT walker. And it was a very interesting Lego set because there's actually a piece in the set that once you put it together, like once you assemble this one piece, it does not come apart. Which kind of goes against like what Legos like Lego has been about for forever. Yeah. Lego, you know, Lego's always been you put it together, you take it apart, you build something else. This one Lego piece is designed not to come apart once you put it together for this for this set. And like there's no undoing it. It's not like like can you take that piece off once you put it on? Or is it like Like I think what you do is like you build I think what it is is it's a I haven't looked that far. I tried looking into it right after the set came out, but I couldn't find anything exactly what it was. But I think it has something to do with the structure of the of the ATAT, since it's such a weird, you know, it's like an awkward teenager, lanky leg, like long lanky legs and a, and a you know torso. Um, I think what it is, it has something to do with the structural integrity of it. Um, so once you put it together, you can t- once you build it. But one, like, once you remove that piece from it, the piece itself that you built to be the structural part of that, you cannot take apart that piece. Uh. Um, I think I like to think like it. Like I talked about how cool the ATATs are, but then like literally a single hand grenade brings it down, which is kind of bullshit. Well, I mean, you think about like. Like German war tanks, the same thing can be said if you put it in the right spot. True. Um, I had a problem with with uh, Han needing to like feeling like he needed to like go because Jabba would be looking for him. My issue with that is that they I've hold up on Hoth with the impression that they would be safe from the reaches of the Empire. 
Yeah, I doubt I doubt Jabba has better resources than the Empire. They built a, a Death Star in four years. I doubt Jabba has better resources than the Death Star. Or than the Yeah, Empire. so he's like so he's like they're like, Oh, Darth Vader's not gonna find us, but Jesus, that, that sand slug right That sand have. slug who I'm pretty sure couldn't even exist in this climate. No, he would get very hard and stiff by yeah. yeah. Um uh, let's talk about snowtroopers for a second, Zach. Okay. They seem they, snowtroopers look very clansy to me. I don't know what it is, but they look very clansy. Um, I have a question about the helmets of the Empire. Like okay. so many of them are all like full head covering helmets, but like not all of them. Like it, when you see the, for lack of a better word, I guess you would call it a cockpit of the the ATAT. The two guys that are controlling it have full head. Yeah, they've almost got like um, high fighter pilot helmets on. Yeah, but then, but then the, guy, the guy who's in charge doesn't. He's got like a he's he, you can see his face and shit. He's kind of wearing the same helmet that the guy who uh, takes care of the Rancor. Yeah. You know what it almost looks like? It almost looks like an oversized like German like World War Two German helmet. That like it goes kind all of. the way goes all the way down his head, but his face is still open. Uh-huh. Um, which yeah, I'm sure, I'm, which I'm sure that was done purposely. Like the fact that I can look at that helmet and see a, a World War II Nazi soldier helmet, I'm sure that there's something that can be said about that. That was intentional. I'm um, thinking about it now. It's funny because well, any question I raise, I'm sure, like for most movies, it's, it's like, oh, I guess we'll never know the answer to that. I'm sure there's answers. To all these stupid minutia questions yeah. that somebody's come up with, because um, that's just how uh, crazy the uh, the uh, what's it called the Star Wars universe and the people that uh, create it and, and maintain it are. Yeah, um, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's a somebody has a logistical reason for why the the ATAT. Uh, guys wear full face helmets but not the guy that commands it yeah i'm sure there's a reason um i like i like when when luke gets to dagobah um he's like he's like r2 you stay in the car i'm gonna take a look around and what does r2d2 do he immediately gets out of the car and falls in the water and becomes a nuisance you jumped over uh, two things I wanted to point out about this sequence of them leaving Hoth and, and Luke going off to Dagobah. Um, he goes off to Dagobah in a way that would make you think that they ha- that there was no longer a threat. Like, you know mm. what I mean? Like, it's like, well, like, he's like, he's like, peace, I'm out. Um, while, while Millennium Falcon is actively being chased by... yeah. I'd like the, he's he's um, actively being pursued by Tie Fighters, and Luke's just like, "All right, see you guys. Have fun with that mess." I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta go. Uh, a ghost go. told me to go somewhere. Yeah, the ghost told me to go to the swamp. Um, so I'm going to the swamp, guys. And also, is Dagobah a system or a pl- like a planet system or a planet? I'm not 100 percent sure. Repeatedly, they repeatedly refer to it as the Dagobah system. Yeah, but then I have no idea. he gets to a single planet and he's like, "Oh, there it is, Dagobah." Yeah, I don't know. Um, like, how, like if it's a system, how would you know which planet has Yoda? Maybe the Force was guiding him. Yeah. Oh man, see, that's um, another thing about 
any questions you have about these movies. Yes, yeah, it, it can uh, all be explained away by magic. By the forces is telling them to do it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Vader's gross head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vader's gross-ass head. Um, I, I don't know what he does, but I just have a note that says, Han, you, Han Solo, you lovable scoundrel. Oh, well, she calls him a scoundrel, doesn't she? I don't remember. Probably. Probably. The first Probably. Time he, and he says that you don't have enough scoundrels in your life? Um, Yoda? Do, how do we feel about... Do we feel that the relationship between Yo, kill Han kids. and Leia... I know. What are, what are they what are they doing? Between, she wants to go outside. No, it's, it's raining. Tell, call, tell, her she, tell her she's uh, an idiot. Do we feel that the relationship between Han and Leia is earned? Um, like is, is there enough there? There, I, I think so. I mean, again, this could be chalked up to things we don't see in the yeah. the, the three years. Yeah. But they go from antagonistic to each other to kissing. Well, so that's the thing. I don't think they're never. They're, I don't. They're yes, they're antagonistic towards each other, but I never think it, it's it's never true antagonism. Like they're never like no, it's, no. It's, it's I think it's always. I think it's always there's an attraction kind of like. But she's like kind of the girls' pigtails in class. Yeah, yeah. Like she's trying to deny that attraction because he is a scoundrel, and she, he's just like, yeah, exactly. He's just pulling the girls' pigtails on the schoolyard. Because um, we, we, I feel like we don't see any like romantic thing there in what is chronologically, um, and we'll have to get into the chronology of the timeline of this movie in a bit because um, it there's a big escaping plot hole that I, it's, it's, it's not like you and me aren't mining new new ground here it's it's a it's a known plot hole so it's, yeah but um chronologically from the time we see them bickering on a hawk till they kiss in the millennium falcon it's like the next day yeah um do you want do we, do we want to talk i mean i know i guess we'll talk about the the plot hole later when uh when we get to cloud city yeah um, let's talk about how creepy uh, Yoda, the Yoda puppet is. Um, but let's talk I about... I find the CGI Yoda much creepier. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yoda. But like, the, the, in, in retrospect, like the, the Yoda puppet is creepy, but when he giggles, it is everything <laughs> to me. I do like when he di- he's digging into that... Um, he's digging in like the storage container and he's like, he's just starting to shit. Well, <laughs> no, it's, it's like the dangling little Yoda feet. Oh yeah, no, like, like uh, I'm, I'm sure you probably see his feet at some point in the prequels or anything. But like, I just like, oh look at those little Yoda feet. Hold on a second, I gotta go kill a child. Yeah, bitch. It's raining. God, I'm the asshole, I guess. Yeah. Um, can we talk about how R two D two and Yoda have met before? Yeah. The- I, 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 had, I had made a note about how the, the addition of the prequels to the chronology of the, of the, the, the whole story uh, makes this seem uh, more confusing. We're supposed to believe, I believe the, it's get, it gets hand-waved away uh, by the, uh, evidently R2-D2's memory is supposed to have been wiped at some point. No. And Yoda's just playing it cool. Yoda's just old as fuck. 
<laughs> Yoda's like, it's cool, baby. Um, um, I forget why. Yeah, oh, these you are know characters what? that are. <laughs> you know, you know. I, I was trying to think of why, what my what happens in my note that I made this note, but at one point, um, Luke. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Leia and Han are like kissing, and like C three C three PO just like pops in and like ruins the whole moment. Right. Yeah. So, so the C and C three PO stands for cockblock. Um. I, I was just, I was just, yeah, I, for, for a second in my head, I went, yeah, that's why his name is CB3O, but that's yeah. not what it is at all. Um, oh my fucking God. Stop it. I have a note that says Yoda has been training Jedi for 800 years. I wonder, oh, I wonder what the ratio of human years to, to Yoda years is. Like dog years. What do you mean? Like how? Like like we we're like we like for instance, we in the Mandalorian were introduced. <coughs> who he's told um, Mando is told is like fifty years old, but and then you get him and he's a fucking sense. infant. So I want to know exactly what the I want to know exactly what the aging ratio is <coughs> in Yoda's Yoda's race to a human. Can we talk? I, here's another thing I never thought about until I was watching, and I think they're referred to as humans at some point in the movie. Shouldn't they be called? Shouldn't humans be called something else? I don't know. Maybe. Like, I mean, in the Star Wars universe, I mean, yeah, because they're not humans as we know them to be. Because humans, as we know, are from Earth. Yeah, and none of these humans are from Earth. So that I feel like they should be called. They could be humanoid, mm-hmm. but they, they're, they're, the race should be called something else, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know what that would be. I'm sure, like, mucklucks or something. Like, yeah. Like, you know, but, yeah. Uh, and, um, and then yeah. it gets even more confusing on Dagobah when Luke is going into, like, the cave or in the tree or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's just a full-on earth snake. Yeah. Full on Earth snake. What's that about? Uh, it's, it's it's just set dressing, baby. <laughs> um, it's like because they have like the the crazy pterodactyl things flying around on like the the what's it called? They're, I think there's those kind of things on on Dagobah too. But I was like they're definitely in the the, the asteroid. Yeah. But and then like there's just like it's 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 as if like it's as if like you were like you you're going through. Tatooine, and there's just like a camel. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't track. So yeah, I was a little. I was like, why is that? I, was, I almost didn't think I saw it correctly. You're like, is that, that's a snag. Um, I don't know about you, but I can no longer see. Um, I can't. I can't see you to say you will be without see hearing him say, "Don't fall." Asleep. Oh, it's all the whole time I'm thinking about the sequel the, song. The whole time you're just like <laughs> um, So it turns out the whole time uh, Han, Leia, Chewie, and the droids and C-3PO were inside a giant space dick. I, I have space I have a penis worm yeah. one of my notes. Um, I, used, I used to have a, uh, I, I used to have a figure that was uh, Luke training 
and he had a backpack that with a little Yoda figure you put in the backpack. Mm. I used to love it. Yo, just just suffocate. She'll still find a way to cry. Well, I'm just gonna have to move <laughs> and not just, tell her where I'm going. Just throw the, just not give her my forwarding address. Yeah, just just throw the whole kid out when that happens. Oh wait, I just actually I have a note. I like that they didn't feel the I didn't I like that they didn't feel like designing shit for Dagobah. So they just got some regular snakes and lizards. Yeah, like they could have even like at the very least put like a like a headband with some like spring ears or, or like 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 a you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a headband with like alien antenna that you can put on the snake. Yeah, just like something different. Um, I'd be all for it if if the snake was wearing just like spring loaded um, alien antenna headband. I'd be like, all right, right on you. You mentioned well, now that we're at the mentioned talking about the um, talking about the the thing where he's in the cave and he fights Darth Vader, but Darth Vader is him. Um, we get this. We get that. Why the, does the Why does the mask explode like a car in a cartoon that fell off a? I have no fucking clue. But what are we are we supposed to take away from this that there's evil in all of us, or is there there's potential uh, for evil no, for all of us? It's supposed to show his greatest fear, which is that he will become evil. Um, Vader, not specifically Darth Vader, but he will. Yeah. yeah. Um, we get the moment. We get the moment that we've all been waiting for, which is Boba Fett himself, the Fett Man. Um, it's weird that a I, tiny I like sh- when. What, what is that? Good. No, I said uh, it's. I have a note that says it's weird that a tiny ship. Can- oh, how big are cloaking devices? Because he says something about a ship of that size can't have a cloaking device. Are cloaking devices? What just I interpreted massive. My interpretation of it was not that it's the size of a cloaking device, but the power that is necessary to generate. Oh, okay. Like that's what I interpreted. Like you need. Like uh, you need a bigger ship with more, uh, more power. Yeah. Um, um, we, we so wait so we get we get the um, we get the the introduction of the bounty hunters. Uh-huh. Um, uh And I like how the they're down in like the little conversation pit, like the like the human. They're in the uh, workers, like yeah, the, the, yeah, and like the one guy goes, uh, "We don't need their scummery or whatever he says." And the one guy just goes, yes, sir. Like, as if he's being given... <laughs> like, like, he's made me laugh. He's like, he's not ordering you to not need their scummery. Right. <laughs> um, that guy's named Bosk. Is, am I remembering that correctly? Yes, Bosk. Okay. We'll talk about Bosk in a little while. Um, we get the... We get the... The, uh, the, the sage wisdom of Yoda. Do or do not, there is no try. Um, does anybody else besides me think that Luke could have totally lifted the X-Wing if R2 would have just shut the fuck up? Like, if R2 wasn't over there fucking yapping his jams over there, he could have fucking, he could have concentrated and done done what he fucking had to do. By the way, I love, speaking of uh, R2 yapping, I love subtitles on Mm -hmm. with, uh, because it's like, with R2, because it's just, like, also they'll just say, like, bleep bloop or something like that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's what he said. That's what he said right there. Bleep bloop. <laughs> bleep bloop. That's their word. Um, 
Do you ever notice that Yoda and Dad kind of have the same haircut? <laughs> no, I didn't know. They kind of got that horseshoe. The oh, horseshoe, I did. The horseshoe. Going back to the, the bounty hunters for a second. I like how he assembles all these bounty, bounty hunters, gives mm-hmm. them directions, and then they immediately find them. Like, they don't need the bounty hunters. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, he's like, he's like, I want them alive. No disintegrating. And then he's like, sir, we found them. And they're like, oh, all right. Dismissed. Yeah, all right. You guys get the fuck out of here. Um, I have a... Sorry, me and me and friend of the Paul, uh, friend of the Paul, friend of the podcast, Paul. Uh, we're talking about something I'll talk about later on in the episode. Um, I just have a, I just have a note that says, "Do you think Vader force chokes while fucking?" <laughs> no, he likes to be. He likes the actual choke. He likes to be. He, he likes, likes to be force choked. He likes to be force choked while fucking. Yeah, Bo- Boba Fett. So he can like, only fuck. Uh, he, he he can only fuck poor sensitive people. Um, Boba Fett is a slick motherfucker. He uh, he uh, he just he 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 just kind of you know drifts out with the trash. Which when you think about it, there's a the the Empire is very is polluting space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, um, why does every planet not only one thing but also has breathable air? Yeah, it's a good question too. Literally, only time in the entire the only time nine movies that I can think of is when they're on an asteroid, which is actively in space. Yeah, that's the. I was gonna say the only time that they can't breathe on a something that they're on is in this movie, and it's because they're on an asteroid. <laughs> and even then, like they're on an asteroid, and all they have is a respirator. They don't have anything else protecting mm-hmm. them. Space is cold, Zach. Not this, but not far away. Not far, far away. Um, no. where does Bespin exist and is it just a giant cloud planet? How does Bespin work? Uh, what, like Cloud City and all? Yeah. I think, um, you had mentioned the, I think you were referring to the planet that Obi-Wan visits where they're, they're making the clones as like a hellscape. I think what we're, st- what we're not seeing below those clouds is just. Oh, awful. Oh, you're, so what you're saying is like Bespin is in the clouds of like a planet that's like Camino where they were building, well, where if, making the clones. Well, if you if you notice, all of the all of the buildings are on like they have to be grounded somewhere. Do they? It's space. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's space fueled by magic. Do they have to be grounded somewhere? I believe. Well, I feel like they have poles underneath them, or like mm-hmm. structural supports underneath them that would insinuate that they're grounded. Yeah. Um. Once we arrive to Cloud City, we are introduced to Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you think Luke for- force lifted R two to the top of the ship to get him back in the X wing? Just, just to do it. Yeah. Um, no, because don't they, don't they get. Don't they go under the ship and then something grabs them and pulls them up through the top? Yeah, I think so. that's how it works. Um, I think how when like he's flying away, like Obi Wan's like, "Oh, he was the last hope," and Yoda's like, "No, there's another." Like, fuck off, Obi Wan. You know, damn yeah, well there's Obi-Wan another one. Obi Wan knows this. And uh, like, quit um, talking shit. You know, there's a fucking second one. 
Oh, go. Uh, speaking of Obi Wan Ghost, did you notice that when they're in Yoda's hut and Obi Wan starts talking, which I was confused at first as to whether <coughs> this was like a Stewie Griffin situation mm. and like Luke could hear him too, but he he can, and they both Yoda and Luke both look off to like a very specific like part of like the ceiling. He's got like a he's got like a picture of Obi Wan. Whenever, whenever Obi Wan's Force Ghost appears, it appears in that picture, like Harry Potter. Yeah, it's like it's almost as if it's it's like it seems to be like ethereal or ether, it's ethereal, right? Is that that's how you would pronounce it? I think so. Like yeah. the the voice is like ethereal, but they do suppose, look as if it's it's being generated from a very specific location. Yeah. Um, the little I forget what they're called. I think they're called like Ugnots or something. The the little pig face motherfuckers. That are oh the ones the ones that look like they're wearing um, masks from the movie Troll Two yeah but as pigs yeah those those little fuckers I they're like I forget what they do but they're like three foot tall and they have fucking pig faces and yet they're still you forget what they do in the movie and they're still fucking with Chewbacca dude like he is a six foot tall Wookie he will wreck your shit I don't care they don't give a shit dude Ugnots like, are Ugnots dude are fucking brutal motherfuckers. Um, I like that even though Chewbacca is imprisoned, they still give him a project to do. <laughs> and a screwdriver. Yeah, like, you're, like, you're in jail, but build your friend back up. Here's a sharp object. Here's a shank. Do what you, you will. It's it's weird. Like, not only that, they would give him, like, to Chewbacca to put... Like, why... Like, there's no reason for him to be put in... Like they should just throw C three O back C three PO back in the junk trash. Yeah, there's no reason for them to be like, all right, I guess you can put your friend back together. It was a other mistake that he got fucked that, up. Other than the fact that I think like Chewbacca is actively no, he's not even because they leave him in the room, don't they? Yeah, it's not like Chewbacca is actively holding him when they get when they go in to to have dinner. Yeah, no, um, I think that when he when he. When they go in, and that's like when you when you first see Vader is there, I think that's when that's when C three PO gets busted. No. no, no, because no, because they've been looking for him. Oh yeah, that's they're... right. And then you're right. And then Chewbacca finds him um, in, in the, the jump. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, brings maybe, him to. Keep in mind, it ha- it has been almost two months since I watched this movie, so. I was about to say. <coughs> I was about to say it's been almost two months since they got to Cloud City because of this whole timeline. Like how? Like let's let this is the of course the uh, plot hole that I was referencing earlier. How long was Luke on Dagobah versus how long? Because they leave simultaneously from Hoth. Yeah. Luke travels to Dagobah, goes through extensive Jedi training in the same time frame that they Han and Leia leave Hoth, go to the, the asteroids, leave almost immediately and fly to Cloud City. Maybe um maybe Dagobah days are different. Dagobah days oh. is the name. Dagobah days is the name of my new folk album. Uh, <laughs> Dagobah Days is the name of my uh, uh, Star Wars themed Gorillas album. Yeah, um, Dagobah Days might be like different from 
like every other like you know like how they always say like a day like an earth day is like a, like a day on like pluto might be different to like might be like six earth days or something like that yeah um but also i mean we 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 are in the understanding in terms of science that that doesn't mean time is different right it just means that that's it takes longer to yeah to make it full yeah, but like, like maybe, speaking... like maybe, maybe Luke has been on Dagobah for like two Dagobah months, but two Dagobah months is like just a regular day anywhere else. So we're talking not because again, the definition of a day is not a length of time; it's an amount of it's. It's a it's a it's, it's a it's a night day cycle. Yeah, um, or just. To get down to the the root of it, the amount of time it takes for the planet to make a full rotation. Yeah, that does not mean if you were on Pluto and it took a Pluto day is six Earth days. It's still the same amount of time. Still, yes, you would still age, and the amount same amount of time. It just means okay. I just want to make sure we're yeah. No, I get it. I was just—it was just saying that there is no explanation for it because he, if 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 it, he was basically on Dagobah for like twenty-eight, forty-eight hours, and then he fucked off, basically. Yeah, like um, he got all of his Jedi training in, in um, and we know from the prequels that it takes much longer. Yeah. To train a Jedi for the fact that they have an entire like school. Yeah. Well, they did. They did. Um, I like the thanks, fact- Anakin. Thanks, Anakin. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, um, Obama. I like the idea that Vader is fully capable of. Thanks, um, Space Obama. Space Obama. Uh, Vader is like fully capable of just like force torturing Han, but for some reason he still goes like <coughs> medieval, like hot iron method. Yeah, dude. Let me tell you where I had I that the torture thing <coughs> disturbed me to no ends as a child. The point where I envisioned this is the first time I've seen this movie in a while. Mm-hmm. I had envisioned it being like the torture device being much more explicitly tortured. Like dude, I, I have a memory of seeing inside the thing that they're lowering his face into, and there being like razors and and mm-hmm. and like um, like uh, basically the like the equivalent of like a. Like a pizza cutter. Oh, okay. But like, because what is what what is it going on there? It's like heat. I, I think, think. I think it's literally just like hot iron. But also electricity because they're. Yo, oh, yeah, I don't fuck. It's fucking weird. It's confusing. When all you can do, when all you have to do is just force torture them. Like you can force torture them, and you be you probably save a lot of energy. I think they they call that forcing. Forcing. Um. Uh, that I, was I used, a strange. That was a strange one. I it used, sounded, it's one of the. It's one of those ones that sound better in your head. Yeah. I used to have a uh, Han Solo in Carbonite figure. It was really cool because it was the Han Solo figure, and then there was the Carbonite. But on the back of the Carbonite, there was like a little, like two little arms that basically grip around the Han Solo figure's <laughs> waist. So you could basically you. Oh, could put, I remember that. Yeah, you could put Han into the Carbonite. It was really fucking cool. I'm confused about how they put him into the carbonite, and the carbonite comes out with a computer system in it. Yeah, it's confusing. It's very confusing. 
Um, also very confusing is the fact that he goes into the carbonite handcuffed and comes out with his hands out mm-hmm. by out, out, up by his head. Right, um, I didn't even think about that. That's that's man. true. Slave One is a weird is a weird weirdly designed ship. It's still cool yeah. as fuck, but it's designed very strange. And in the Book of Boba, yeah. we finally get like an inside look of Slave One, so we can kind of figure out how it works. Wait, Book of Boba, are you referring to Mandalorian season two point five? Yes, exactly. Okay. Um they um they I, so it, we're talking about the same show. Yeah. You you if I remember correctly, in the yeah, it was definitely in that that you actually see inside Slave One and how it yeah, works is like a weird like gyroscope type thing. Um mm-hmm. seems unnecessary. Seems seems like there'd be easier ways to build a ship. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I don't know what it what he did, but I just had a I have a note that says Vader fights like a bitch. Uh, oh, it's when he like does that slap where like your hands are up in front of you and like kind of like flapping. He like slaps a, a loop like that. Um, going back one second to uh, referring to Slave One, uh, it's just an overall thing I noticed in this movie. I had always watched these movies, not really appreciating and fully getting the cool status that is assigned to Han mm-hmm. and um, and Boba Fett mm-hmm. independent of each other. Um, I got it this time watching the movie. I was like, oh, I get it. I get like why Boba Fett is cool. Like, yeah, like he's just like the, the whole time he's just like he's just kind of like he, he's like the entire time he's just kind of like almost sauntering around while holding what looks like a sawn-off shotgun. Like, he just looks cool. Looks cool. The ship's cool. Yeah, the ship's cool. Um, the armor's cool. The fucking... The gun's cool. Everything about him is cool. And then, and then in regards to Han, especially in the beginning of the movie when he's doing his his uh, pigtail pulling, like, yeah. I was like, I get it. This guy... Like, when she calls him a scoundrel, like, this is, like, the first time in watching these movies where I got it, and I understood... Yeah. Um... Yeah, so uh, we get a. I, I wanted to make reference to um, to Pitch Perfect for a moment, if I will. Correct. Oh, yeah, I, I was wondering when we were going to get to this. Yeah, um, there's a scene in Pitch Perfect where the one character is trying to convince Anna Kendrick to like watch movies, and like she talks about how she doesn't like movies because they're too predictable or something. And he's talking about Empire Strikes Back, and he's like. He's like he's like one of like the greatest like plot twist of all time, and she's like Vader is literally <laughs> German for father. His name is Darth Father, but Vader is not German for father. For father, V A T E R is German for father. It's pronounced Vater. So kind mm. of yes, kind of he's almost. So there. Anna Kendrick's. Sounds like Anna Kendrick's a bitch. Sounds like Anna Kendrick is is just being a bitch to to, what's that kid's name? Skyler. Skyler. Jesse. No, wait, isn't this isn't he I don't know his name. Is his name Jesse in the movie? I think the actor's name might be Skyler. I'm pretty sure the actor's name is Sky Austin Skyler? Skyler Austin? Uh huh. Uh Skyler Aston. Aston. His name is Jesse? Yeah. Oh, get the fuck out of here. That's right. Um, Good job. Man. Uh, it's almost as if we host a movie podcast and that should, that should have some knowledge yeah. about the overt. 
There's I have a note that just says there's there's too much prep to tractor beam somebody. Do we? Oh yeah, because they would. No, do you don't. Do you remember what that's referenced to? No. So when they escape on the Millennium Falcon after they recoup Luke, uh-huh. um, and they're being chased again because half this movie is just chasing. Yeah, half this movie um, is chasing. They're tr- they're uh, uh, Lando was under the impression he was told by his people that they fixed the hyperdrive, mm-hmm. and um, you, you, you then are told in a scene inside the, the, the Empire ship that they purpose they deactivated the hyperdrive. Oh, okay. So they're chasing them. So now it's a race against time mm-hmm. because then the guy goes uh, to Darth Vader's like they're almost they're almost they're almost in range for the tractor beam or something like that. Or they're like there's something along the lines of they have to charge it or something like that. Yeah. So now it's a race against time of can they fix the hyperdrive before Yeah. By the way, I'm, I know that C-3PO talks a bunch of languages, mm-hmm. but I I call a little bit of bullshit about how a ship speaks a language. Because do you remember the... Because I remember... Um, well, in all fairness, he speaks to R2-D2, which basically is... He just speaks beeps and bloops. and So I'm assuming that a ship speaks the same way that R2-D2 would. He's not... It's, it's, not, it's, not, a, it's not a language per se, but he, he, he can... He can speak to the ship in the sense that, like, he can die, like, he can diagnose the ship based on what's ha- what, like, signals that he's getting from it. He says the ship speaks a different, a weird language. Does he? Or a dialect? Know. Yeah. Because remember, when they land on the asteroid, um, he, uh, Han tells C three PO he has to talk to the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then he references like uh, it, it, it speaks a strange dialect, but I think it's telling me this. And then, yeah, um, also speaking of droids speaking, mm-hmm. very early in the movie, I meant to bring this up. Han is walking through the base on Hoth, and C three PO C three PO is following him and talking mm-hmm. to him. And Han covers C three PO's robot mouth, his mouth slit, yeah. Which prevents C-3PO from speaking. Which shouldn't happen. <laughs> no, because it's... Because realistically, his, his, ma- his, his speech is coming from a speaker box somewhere in his face. <laughs> yeah, it's coming from within, not... Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess all of our voices come from within, but you know what I mean. It's not yeah, like... His, his is literally, it's, his is literally a, 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 a speaker. And it has nothing to do with where his mouth slit is. If he, like, yeah. Theoretically, if he did not have a mouth slit, he'd still be able to talk. Um, I don't think we ever hear them say Boba Fett's name in this movie. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Now that I'm thinking about, but like I didn't write down every. Yeah. I know what his name is. You know what I mean. So it's not like I was waiting to find out. Yeah. Um. Oh, speak, uh, just, I'm looking at my notes now. Why? Uh, I have a bigger problem with Han going into the Carbonite handcuffed and coming out unhandcuffed. Why did his lips get so big? Because uh, uh, carbonite, Zach, is cold. It's an exothermic um, reaction, so it uh, it's, it uh, expels heat, which causes um, expansion. I don't know. Um, another problem I had is when in the carbonite chamber, when Vader changes the deal again and tells him that he's taken Leia and Chewie, mm-hmm. 
um, Lando gives a knowing glance to um, headband guy, mm-hmm. robot headband guy. Yeah. They then immediately walk out of the chamber, theoretically, mm-hmm. to bring the floating carbonite that is floating for some reason. Yeah. That's not addressed. Um, then to set off the plan, Lando then punches something into his Casio watch, which then awakens the robot head guy. <laughs> he punches something into his Casio calculator watch. <laughs> but like the guy is now, the robot headband guy is now in a different area and seemingly asleep. Yeah. And is awakened by this. And this starts the plan. Yeah. I was like, like yeah, we're missing know. something here. Yeah, I don't know. Um, literally, I'm on my last note of the movie, which is just Irving Kirshner is a great name. <laughs> um, I just had a note about when R2-D2 hooks back up with them, mm. and then like the stormtroopers start shooting at them. Everybody like gets behind cover, except for R2-D2 just starts spinning like a Roomba. <laughs> yeah, R2-D2 is an idiot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's uh that's Star Wars. That's uh, that's Empire Strikes Back. Um, Zach, we did it, guys. Our first Star Wars. We did it, guys. We finally got there. Um, Zach, for the top five, I suggested the um, the top five um, top five creatures from Star Wars. Um, speaking or non-speaking, I don't care. Like you, you're, one of your creatures could have been Sebulba from Episode One, or one of your creatures could have been Boss Nass. I don't care. But, um, so, speaking or non-speaking creatures in the movie, Zach, what are your top five? Well, honorable mention, I will say, is Boss Nass, only because he knows the quickest way to the Naboo yeah. is through the Planet Core. The Planet um, Core. Uh, I've got the Rancor. Okay. I've got a Bantha. I like a Bantha. You, you know which ones the Banthas are, correct? Yes, the, uh, the uh, what's it called? The Tatooine. The ones that sand, the ones that sand people would ride, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, uh, whatever race uh, Baby Yoda is. Okay. Uh, the fish nuns from Force Awakens? No, from, uh, what's the second one? Oh, um, from Last Jedi. Yeah. The ones that are on, the, yeah, the weird nuns that are on the planet that Luke is. Yeah, I That's like good. them. That's a good call. And my number one, the, 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 the list is, is number one and then tied for two. Number mm-hmm. one is my man, Babu Freck. Oh, the little guy from, uh, from Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Yeah, you, my you, man. You, lo- you love that little guy. <laughs> um, so I, my, my top five, right off the bat, we've already talked about them in this episode, Tauntauns and Wampas. Love Tauntauns and Wampas. Um, I also have the Rancor on my list. I dated a Mexican girl whose mother made like who um, made who made tauntaun spectacular beef, beef beef tauntaun beef tauntaun and uh, she made like with like a side of like like black bean wampas yeah um fried black bean wampas fried black bean I know wampas. I know we I know we've all had baked and boiled black bean wampas but if you've had them fried yeah um uh something else that was something else that we've talked about in this movie in this movie in this episode. Um, when I was younger, I talked about having um, having Star Wars figures. I had a Bosk figure, and I thought it was so fucking cool. But like in reality, Bosk the Bosk figure was probably like a not sought after figure. Um, Number no, 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 no one probably gave a shit about Bosk, but I had a Bosk and I loved him. So Bosk is on my list. Um, and number one, number one in our hearts, 
Number one on my list, Salacious Crumb. Do you know who Salacious Crumb is? Putting him on. Okay, so you know who yes, Salacious Crumb is. For those who don't, for those who don't I, know, uh, Salacious Crumb is the little monkey parrot thing that hangs out with Jabba in Return of the Jedi that just like cackles the whole time. Fucking love that little guy. Um, as an honorable mention, I actually wanted to um, the I wanted to include the the uh, the dewback, the the weird lizard things that the stormtroopers ride on in um, New Hope. Um, mainly just because Dubak sounds like a racial slur. Mm-hmm. It and, does, yes. But, that, but that's what they're called. Uh, they're called Dubak. Like would you like to know what, what race uh, so is? Oh, what is he? Species. He's a Trandoshan. A Trandoshan? His home world is... Yeah, his home world is Trandasha. Oh. And... Uh, in the events, we, we've established that, uh, remind me, because I looked at a lot of dates, uh, Empire takes place in 3B, uh, B-Y, correct? Uh, yes. Uh, that puts Bosk at the ripe old age of 56 years old. Yeah. During the events of, of, uh, of, uh, Empire Strikes Back. He was born in 53 B-B-Y. Oh, wow. Spry for his age. He's a, he's a. Uh, his affiliations, in case you were wondering, uh, the Bounty Hunters Guild, because they have a guild, mm-hmm. uh, the Hut Cartel, and the Zan Consortium. Ooh, the Zan Consortium. He's he's involved with the Zan Consortium. Consortium, yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, of course, this is the, the 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 Zan Consortium that was founded by Tiger Zan and Uri Fen. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's currently currently being led by Jared Sykes. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> um, Zach, aside human. Zach, aside from uh, from Star Wars Episode uh, Five, The Empire Strikes Back. What else have you been watching this week? Um, pull up my uh, my letterbox. Uh, just to, uh, not as much this week. I don't think I watched uh, the whale. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, with Brendan Fraser, which was fine. Uh, it's one of the. It's this year's Oscar movie. There seems to be at least one every year where body trans whatever, but the performances. No, yeah. just the performance oh. is. Uh, uh, I watched Babylon. Okay, which I very much enjoyed, but is ape shit. That movie is crazy. Um, I I watched Women Talking, the last of the ten Best Picture nominees that I needed to see. So I've now seen all ten. Nice. Um, uh, and then I watched one of the nominees for Best uh, International Feature. I watched EO, which is about a donkey doing donkey things. Doing donkey things. Um, um, also, I watched the movie Nobody. I don't know what that is. With Bob Odenkirk. With Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was decent. It yeah. was fine for what it was. I um, I really and haven't. What, and what are you watching? I really haven't been watching much. I mean, oh, I, and I, also, Last of Us. Yeah, I mean, I'm caught up on Last of Us. Um, I've been listening to the. What was your move. overall like? If you had to, if you had to, if you had to put a letter grade on this last this last episode, um, maybe like a B, B minus. I would say B. I would say B overall, but comparatively with the other six episodes 
of the season, I would give it like a C. Like I think yeah. it was definitely the weak yeah. point of the. But in terms of an episode of television, I, I'd probably say yeah, B. No, um, I've been watching that. I've been listening to the Bald Move coverage of it. Um, I was listening to the Bald Move um, season three preview of Mandalorian today. I'm very excited for that. Um, I. Uh, uh, oh, you just remind me of this podcast. When you're done. Uh, um, I, I, wanted, I do I wanted... want to shout out a podcast when you're done. All right. Um, I want to talk about something. Um, something that's coming up in my life. Um, so I'm not. Um, I haven't. I haven't. Going going forward in my what are you watching? I'm also probably going to be talking a lot about what I'm listening to, um, because a friend of the podcast, our brother Paul, um, and I are going to be starting a new podcast. It's kind of Paul's baby, kind of Paul's project, and I'm 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 more of like the which is what um, which is 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 very irresponsible for him to to have this podcast be his baby because Paul has a baby. Has a baby. So um, he should be he should be focused on that baby. Yeah. Um because the... this baby, this new baby, uh does not need to be fed or changed or anything. No. The other one does. <laughs> the um <laughs> the podcast we're going to be doing actually it's going to be a video podcast. Um so you can actually uh, you can go on YouTube right now and follow the Country Hipster podcast on YouTube. Um, Paul has already posted some videos. the The basis of the the show is going to be um, the, if you guys remember when we had Paul on for High Fidelity, one of the reasons we had him on for that episode is because Paul sold records um, as a, as a, for 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 a living. Um, so Paul. Um, and I both collect vinyl records. Um, so what we're going to be doing for this podcast is we've both picked 25 records from our collections and names of those albums into a fishbowl and basically pull one at random and discuss that album. Um, we're not just going to be discussing the album. We're also just going to be talking about things in ge- like life in general. Um, Paul is actually in the process of... Um, we're going to be shooting the podcast in the Ottsville record garage, which is Paul's garage at his house that I think in the spring, he hopes to basically open up to the public so they can actually come and buy records from him in his, in, in, in his garage. Um, kind of like a little pop-up record shop. So um, we're going to be talking about Paul. Like if you go on YouTube now, Paul has a few things documenting um like cleaning up the 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 garage getting the garage ready to be open to the public um him talking about just like life in general like not knowing how to do certain things like he he had like a i think he posted like three or four videos him failing to swap out a vanity a bathroom vanity in his house um so we're gonna be talking about a bunch of stuff but the main thing we're gonna be talking about is music um, we're actually going to be recording our first episode today is Tuesday, the 28th. We're going to be recording our first episode Sunday, the 5th, this coming Sunday. Um, and what we decided to do for this upcoming, for this first episode is I'll give you guys a little, a little sneak peek. Oh shit. The fifth is the Sunday's the fifth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm having a, I'm having a, a big day myself that day. Oh. 
Well, let me finish talking about my day, and then we'll talk about your day. Yeah, my day is just a, like a, a day date. We're going to the Franklin Institute Disney exhibit, and then the Flyers game. Oh, nice. Um, for for the inaugural episode of the the Country Hipster podcast, we decided that um, we're going to talk about an album that we have both gifted to somebody. Um, so. Uh, give me three seconds because I honestly, at the top of my head, cannot remember the name of um, my album. Um, Paul picked, I believe it's called. Where the hell is it? Am I? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm scrolling back in my. Okay, yeah. So Paul's uh, pick for an album that he's gifted to somebody is "Talking Book" by Stevie Wonder. Um which I believe the person he gifted that album to was actually my daughter who is blind. And when you buy the album, like the, the, the actual record record album on the sleeve, the album cover has uh, braille embossed on it. Cause Stevie wonder is blind. Um, uh-huh. And the album that I chose that I gifted to somebody that we're going to discuss is seasons in the abyss by Slayer, which I recently for um, Katie about, I want to say a couple months ago, we were at Q Mart. And uh, I think at this point we need to refer to her as a name redacted name redacted. Um, yeah, yeah I, I bought we were Katie and I were at um, we're at Q Mart and we were looking looking in the record store and she picked it up and said, oh, this is my favorite Slayer album and then just put it down and walked away. And I'm like, you can't I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? So she was like, we I forget what we were doing. We were doing something, but we needed cash. So I was like, oh, let me go run to a Mac machine and grab cash. So I went and grabbed cash, but I also went and grabbed the record for her. I was like, you can't just pick up one of her favorite album bands is Slayer. So like you can't just pick up your fa- the, your favorite album from your like one of your favorite bands. It'd be like $30 and you just go, oh, and just walk away from it. Like you have to own it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be covering two very similar artists, Stevie Wonder and Slayer. Um, so, um, keep an eye out. I will, once, you know, once, once we actually get stuff recorded and get stuff posted, um, we will, um, I'm sure, uh, I will send stuff to Zach for him to post on the movie club website or, uh, Instagram. And as, as we go on, I will be talking about, you know, what we're doing and stuff to, to, to direct some of you guys over to that, um, podcast, if you're interested in that kind of shit. Um, but yeah, so I, I have a, I have a, a, what have you been watching was, was the, the last of us. And then, uh, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be making a new podcast soon. Um, so, and it's good. I think it's going to be good. Um, I think it's gonna be good because I, I'll, I'll have like, I'll have a movie podcast and I'll have a music podcast. So it's like the two, all I need now is a podcast about drinking and smoking menthol cigarettes. And I have a podcast about all my favorite things in life. So, um, I'll be I'm almost set. Um, but Zach, do you want to tell the viewers at home what, uh, how we're going to be figuring out what we're covering next week? Well, first off, they're listeners, not viewers. I call them, off, I call them viewers. Uh, I, did want to, I did want to jump back a second and say, uh, just uh, give a shout out to a podcast that I recently got into. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You did say uh, it. Go ahead. Uh, and then there was something else I was about to say that now I'm struggling to remember. Um the name of the podcast is it's right up my alley when you hear it when you hear the concept of the, the podcast the uh, the podcast is called if i can find it 
um, I don't want to get their name incorrect. This had Oscar buzz. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the concept of the podcast is each week the two hosts um, cover a movie that at some point in its development or release or um, had uh, seemed like it could be like a Oscar, like an Oscar movie. It was yeah. Not necessarily like a bit like, not necessarily even best picture, but like, they're, like uh, I just listened to an episode about the movie The Gift with Kate Blanchett. Uh-huh. And the Oscar buzz from that was at that point anything that Kate Blanchett came out with, everyone was yeah. so high on her that everything that came out with her and it had buzz for her performance. Um, it's uh, it's it's if you like, uh, not only just uh, first off, I love uh, a a uh, a podcast that will cover like like I think we try to do cover movies that aren't like you know the immediate thought of a movie when you think of movies that people would talk on a podcast yeah i mean like i think um, a, a couple of the movies that we have um in the list for the next 10 weeks uh are definitely uh can definitely attest to that so uh like for instance some of the the episodes i have downloaded that i haven't listened to yet are uh, the movie uh downsizing with matt damon okay uh, uh martha marcy may marlene with Elizabeth Olsen. Let's mm-hmm. do an episode about uh, the movie uh, Life is a House. Okay. Uh, you remember that movie? Yeah, with Hayden Christensen. Uh-huh. Is, um, Jen, is Jenna Malone in that movie? Jenna Malone is in that movie. Is she, Jenna Malone um, just needs to stop it with her teenage melodrama bullshit. Well, the episode just coincidentally I listened to directly after that. Mm-hmm. It was Stepmom. Oh, okay, perfect. Which is more Jenna Malone or teenage, teenage melodrama bullshit. Um, uh, it's almost as if they changed the name of the podcast to the Jenna Malone Je- uh, teenage melodrama bullshit podcast. Yeah. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Um. Uh, shit. There was something else I was going to say. Oh, uh. Uh, just to, to keep everybody updated on, I, I mean, I listed the things that I had watched in terms of um, uh, Oscar, uh, 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 you know, movies. Tomorrow, I might be doing the nerdiest movie, like Oscar nerd shit I've ever done. Um, there is a, a local movie theater that uh, is currently uh, showing. Uh, both the five nominees for live action short mm-hmm. and uh, the five nominees for animated short. Oh, so you can go and just like watch all of them? Right. So tomorrow, my plan as of right now is at one they they're showing the animated shorts. So I'm mm-hmm. going to walk over to the movie theater, see all uh, five animated shorts. Well, I, I've already seen three of mm-hmm. Um. And then at seven tomorrow night, they're showing the live action shorts. So I'm planning on returning to the theater to see the live action shorts. As of right now, that'll knock off uh, five things on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, before seeing those five things, I am currently at, let me pull up, uh, of the. 54 things nominated for Oscars this year. I am currently at 
Jesus. Um, when are the Oscars? After I see those shorts uh, a week from Sunday. So I have so you a got... little over... A little under two weeks. To watch tw- 25% of the shit that's nominated. I think at the end of it, if I see those shorts tomorrow, I will have... Let me pull up my list again. A lot of list pulling ups. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm in the middle of a full length uh, feature. So once I get rid of that and then the five things, I will need one documentary short. That will be the only short I will need of mm-hmm. all three of the short documentary uh, categories. And then I need one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more feature lengths. You could do that. Yeah, two of them are on Netflix. I should be able to bang those out. I just got They're not movies I'm particularly interested in. about watching. Yeah, especially yeah, especially because one of them is solely nominated. It's a three-hour movie that's nominated for best song. Oh, geez. Um, and the other one uh, I watched the first twenty minutes of and and like needed to stop and go do something else. Yeah, uh, very self-indulgent from what I saw from the first twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's another long one. That's two hours and 40 minutes long. So I'm looking at another two hours and 20 minutes of self-indulgence. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, I'm watching the last of the best actress nominees today. I, mm-hmm. I started it earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the minimum, I want to, there's a movie called Living I Need to See, which is nominated for both, both best actor and best adapted screenplay. That's the one I need to get done. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 I can get, I, I, I can, I can, I can put my head down on the pillow, close my eyes and fall asleep at night if I don't see everything. But if I don't see everything nominated for the big eight awards, then I feel like I failed Yeah. my mission. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So getting back to the prompt that you set me up for, if you'll remember at the end of the episode, uh, we posted the bridge episode we posted last week to, to welcome us back into the fold. Uh, uh, I actually, a... I said to Zach, I posted that episode right before we started recording today because there were some technical issues that were there were uh, encountered. But uh, I, I entitled the episode uh, "Interlude to Return." Um, we made top five lists of movies we wanted to cover on the podcast. I took the list and I randomized the list, so I have a. You have no, you, one through we, ten. We have ten movies all signed to random numbers. Zach, why don't you give us the the list real quick? Give, uh, give us the I, list. Give us the list as it appears with your random numbers. Uh, let me pull the picture up. Uh, we have Billy Madison, Real Steel, Wet Hot American Summer, Fargo, Knives Out, The Martian, Goon, Barbarian, Walk Hard, and Warriors of Virtue. I'm now going to plug the numbers 1 through 10 into a number randomizer. If you give me one second. And the movie we will be covering next week is Walk Hard. Nice. It's going to be a good one. The Dewey Cox story. If, yeah. if you give me a moment, I'm going to check and see. I don't believe it's streaming anywhere easy. Nice. Give me one moment to pull that up. Um, it is... Oh, I cannot Not wait. streaming anywhere. I can't wait for Walk Hard, dude. Uh, it is available for rent on all those, uh, all your normal yeah. sources of movie renting. Um, but yeah, so next week we will be doing Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Um, I just, I'm excited. I just love is like, you know, it's like, I'm so proud of you, you know. 
Learn how to play without your sense of smell. It's all right, Mama. I learned to play by ear. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. This is, I, it's, it's just gonna be. I, I we're just gonna be quoting. Yeah, it's literally just for... gonna be us quoting that movie for for two hours because it's so fucking funny. Uh, what does he say? It's like you got a bad case of cut in half or something. It's the worst case of bad case of <laughs> cut in half. <laughs> Uh, movie's fucking good. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited for that one. That one's gonna be a good one. We'll we'll talk about who's we'll, to, talk, uh, we'll talk about whose penis that is. Oh yeah, because it's somebody's. Yeah, that, that you've you've mentioned it before on the podcast where like it's somebody's. You see somebody famous's penis, but they don't say who it is. Um, uh, but yeah, so follow us on the social media at Summer Movie Club on um on Instagram. <laughs> Um, I mentioned a second ago, you can go onto YouTube and follow the Country Hipster <laughs> podcast, which I will be... Which, with, I, which, which I did as you were, you were saying it. Oh, nice. Yeah, we will be... That will be posting some stuff in the near future. Um, if you enjoyed listening to me and Paul talk over Zach and the High Fidelity episode, I'm sure you'll love the Country Hipster yeah, I podcast. Loved, I, I loved sitting on air listening to that conversation. Yeah. Um, so if you, uh, if you're a fan, if you were a fan of that, if you're a fan of music in general, um, check out the country hipster podcast, um, on YouTube and then, um, yeah, that's all I, I mean, that's all the social medias that I got, uh, Zach, if yeah, you, that Twitter's just dead to the world. Yeah. That, yeah. I've given up on Twitter. Um, the only interaction I have with that Twitter now is when it pops up in my, uh, uh, my, uh, time hop. Yeah. And I can like click on it and see the full tweet, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, Zach, if you have nothing else to say, I will say as we always say: uh, be safe, be healthy, be kind to one another, and uh, we will see you next week for Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Should it should, should it be be safe, be healthy, be kind to one another, and may the force be with you? I guess. I guess, and probably. Um, But yeah, we will see you guys next week for for Walk Hard. I can't wait for that. Yeah, may the force be with you. Observe. Yeah, if you observe, may the force be with you. Uh, (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys next week. Love you guys, mean it. Love you.